Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, the ultimate education show on the forefront of the burgeoning edtech revolution. Join us each week as we interview the most cutting-edge edtech companies, content creators, and curriculum developers across the planet. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzefa, as always. And today we are talking to an individual who has an amazing YouTube channel with with over 100,000 subscribers that focuses on something that a lot of you very well may not have heard of, because I I hadn't heard of him prior to researching this channel and understanding what is exactly on this channel, is something called binaural beats. So what are those? Binaural beats from my limited understanding, are are super interesting and they can actually put your brain into different states depending on what state you want it to be. And in particular, uh, uh, this next guest talks a lot about on his channel about how you can use these tools to actually help you sleep, help you focus. I mean, it's it's amazing. And so this is all sort of new information to me and and I had to have him on because I wanted to talk about it and understand exactly what are the far-reaching capabilities of this tool for our brains and our the health of our brains. So without further ado, uh, Jody Hatton, welcome to the show. Cool. Thank you. So Jody, first of all, thank you so much for joining. And, and uh, I know your channel is called jo- it's Jody Hatton's uh, videos to Jody, make your life better. It's right. Very snappy, very catchy. <laughs> it's a little, right, right, it's a little, it is, exactly. But so tell us a little bit about binaural beats. And I know in, in some of your videos, you talk about your story, which was really cool. You talk about your story of how you were in Canada and then you bounced around to Central America and then New Zealand. And then all of a sudden you discovered binaural beats. So tell us about that process and, and kind of break down what they are exactly. Yeah, so my life story tends to get kind of confusing, so we can we can actually leave that whole part out there. But um, yeah, so in 2003, I discovered binaural beats through a company called Holosync, and uh, I used their tracks to sleep for many years. Um, but in 2014, I decided I was just absolutely tired of the cheesy music and sound effects that they add on top of everything. So. I fired up uh, Adobe After Effects. It's the program that I use to uh, make videos. It has a tone generator, so I uh, created my own binaural beat track for sleeping. I use it for a couple weeks. I love the results, and um, yeah, I've just decided to put it up on YouTube. Um, and yeah. what what is a binaural beat? How do why what is how does that different? How how can we differentiate that between let's say ambient noise or different things like that that people use to sleep better? Yeah, so there are lots of different technologies. There's white noise and brown noise and pink noise, and there's isochronic tones, which sort of make this sound, which I personally find really annoying. Uh, binaural beats is is you play one tone in, in the left ear, uh, say, you know, 100 hertz, and you play another tone in the right ear, that's 103 hertz. Because you're a math genius, what's the difference between those tones? Three. Three, exactly. So if you're listening with stereo headphones and you're getting a separate tone, what happens is your brain mixes those two signals together and it creates this sort of pulsating wow, wow, wow sound at the speed of three, three hertz. So um, 
basically it makes your, your brain waves sort of fire three times a second, which is in the delta range, which is super relaxed. So if you listen to that three hertz wah, wah, wah for a few minutes, you, you start to feel really deep, heavy, and relaxed. Now, I listened to, uh, you know, obviously I, I watched a bunch of your videos, but just prior to this, I listened to one of the binaural beats and it, it made me, uh, it, it, it actually, I think you, you talked about it, but it made me feel wobbly. It was so crazy. And then I yeah. think in the, in the video, you mentioned, hey, take one ear out and see what happens. And then you go back to normal. And I, I, I'm almost still like a little, <laughs> a little bit wobbly from, from that experience. But why, 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 the, why do you feel wobbly like that? So, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of different states that our brain can experience. So if you're listening to Delta, that's, you know, as I mentioned, that's the heavy stuff. And, and, uh, you know, when I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I can't get back to sleep, I put on my binaural beats and, you know, I get really heavy. Uh, and if for some reason, you know, there's an alarm outside and my wife wakes up and asks me a question or something, I'll feel really heavy and sort of fuzzy. Um, and that's just something that happens. Um, you know, the idea is you're supposed to listen to this and go to sleep. And then of course, when you wake up, you just feel, you know, refreshed, like you've, like you slept a full night. But, um, yeah, depending on, on the, on the, the waves that you're listening to, you can either feel really alert, you can feel relaxed, you can feel kind of sleepy, kind of heavy, um, people that are brand new to binaural beats, uh, sometimes experience headaches and nightmares, um, something that actually really surprised me when I started getting a lot of comments on one of my videos, people saying I had nightmares, I had nightmares. And I just thought they were joking. But after a while, there was enough people saying it. I remembered that when I was listening to hollow sync back in 2003, um, they said, you know, you're supposed to sort of ease, ease into them. So only listen to this track only for 20 minutes for the first two weeks. And then you can listen to an hour and then you can sort of do they had like a whole different program. You could sort of graduate through different levels. Now, how would you compare and contrast? I mean, this is amazing, by the way, because I've had trouble sleeping and I've tried all sorts of different things. And I've, I think I've kind of started to figure out and, and I've been getting a lot better sleep the last few years. But mm -hmm. if I if you compare and contrast this, let's say to some over-the-counter options like melatonin, for example, which is, I think, considered relatively safe, but maybe, you know, everything can have an effect on the body uh, if, if you yep. do too much of it. But how would you compare it and contrast it to something like that? Yeah, so melatonin is something that your body produces naturally uh, in the evening when daylight starts to wane, uh, your, your, your circadian rhythm kicks in and it says, oh, you know, the, the sun's going down, it's time to produce melatonin, which makes you sleepy. Um, and it, you know, it's a very natural thing and binaural beats you can put on at pretty much any time of day to experience a certain, certain feeling. So, you know, if you take melatonin in the middle of the day, it's probably not going to help put you to sleep. But if you're to put on binaural beats, like I have a power nap tracks, for example, um, you can listen to them for 20 minutes. You can have a good effective nap. And at the end, we can use binaural beats to help you wake up, speed up your brainwave so that you don't end up feeling groggy, right? Like if you're taking melatonin in the middle of the day, uh, you'd probably end up feeling groggy for a few hours, even if you didn't nap. True. And, and when we, so this is, I mean, it's exciting to hear this, but I got to ask is, does this technology work in general for most people or is there a, a large percentage of people that it doesn't work for? Can you tell us a little bit about how it breaks down in that sense? 
Yeah, uh, I have a musician friend, and she was really excited to try my Bonaro beats, and she tried for a few nights. She put them on, and she says, "You know what? I, I, they didn't. They didn't work for me." And I was like, "Well, okay." So, um, I have a package on my website. People can download, and it come, does come with like a thirty day uh, refund, a thirty day money back guarantee. If people aren't satisfied, they can just send me an email, and and I can give a refund. Um, I've got about 2,400 buyers so far and I've only given two or three refunds. So for the most part, it does work, but it's, it, yeah, it's not a hundred percent. Got it. Wow. Okay. But that's a, that's a really high success rate. Now, uh, if we, if we, it, we're talking a lot about the, the benefits for sleep. And I think honestly that to me, that's what's most intriguing and probably for a lot of people who have sleep issues or, or things like that. But now let's talk about some of the other abilities. So I, if I understood correctly from one of your videos, there's five different states for the brain, uh, based on you know, the different wavelengths or, or brain mm-hmm. wave frequencies. And let's talk about for me, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm, I work a lot how can you use these to kick into higher states of productivity? Yeah, great question. So um, let's quickly go through all of the brainwave frequencies. Um, so at the very bottom, we've got delta, right? That's that's the really deep, sort of heavy, super relaxed sort of state. It uh, feels, you know, generally very, very sort of gorgeous, you know, uh, really pleasant sort of feeling. Then in the theta range, uh, when you're awake, um, it's like, it's like a good meditation. It's deep without being heavy. You're sort of in the creative zone. So if you're an artist, like a painter, or, uh, you want to write music and you want to get into the creative zone, then the theta range is, is going to be good for you. Uh, in the alpha range, it, it's, it's good for general relaxation, but also learning. So, um, you know, to study effectively, you need to not be too distracted. Uh, you need to be somewhat relaxed, but also alert. And so alpha is, is really good for that. And in the beta range is where we spend most of our time throughout the day. It's just sort of an alert, uh, sort of feeling, but higher up in the beta range, you know, we start feeling really busy or really stressed. And then after that, there's, there's the gamma range, which is above 40 Hertz. And, um, there's a lot of sort of conflicting theories on the internet. And I personally, I haven't really read into gamma a whole lot, but logically you would think if Delta is super relaxed and theta is still relaxed, but a little more awake and you go up and up and up gamma is at the top. In my opinion, gamma should put you, you know, into the range of like sitting, playing call of duty for eight hours straight. Like you're just frying your brain. But according to a lot of the sort of claims on YouTube, this is this is a really relaxed state. So um, that sounds crazy to me, but I haven't had the chance to uh, fully research it yet. Is it possible that also, for example, for some people, they might like to be creative in the gamma zone, whereas others in the beta? And is this a bit of trial and error or do, or do generally people fit neatly into those boxes? <sighs> I suppose it depends on uh, what you're doing. I mean, if you're writing a heavy metal solo, you probably want to be in the beta range more than the theta range. But um, yeah, that's a good question. I hadn't considered that. Now, let's uh, also to in terms of we're talking about for let's go, going back to falling asleep or even maybe not. But let's say we want to put the the and I know and I meant you mentioned your videos. It's got to be stereo headphones, right? Otherwise, it, it doesn't yep. work. So you put in stereo headphones. Yep. 
But you like, like me, you like to fall asleep. Maybe, maybe it's not the best day of the world, but watching something, you know, let's say rewatching The Office or whatever. Can you still get the positive effects of the binaural beats while watching something or listening to something else on top of that? Yeah. So if um, I, I get a lot of students who ask, hey, you know, can I use your beats in combination with music? And I say, of course, you can listen to anything you want. Um, but a lot of today's modern music is very heavy on the bass, right? So you've got frequencies sort of 100 hertz and, and below. Uh, these are going to create interference with the binaural beats. So if you have a way to filter anything's below 200, just as sort of a, a safety range, that'll prevent any sort of interference with beats. So um, should put you into the into the appropriate state. Got it. And now going back to sleeping, I had another question about this when I was listening to all these interesting things. I sleep, I toss and turn a little bit in my sleep, actually quite a bit. And most of the time I end up on, on my sides, right? How do, Mm -hmm. how does somebody cope with that when they're wearing either headphones or even if I was wearing in ear earphones, like AirPods, Mm -hmm. it's kind of painful to sleep on your side. How do you, what do you recommend to get around that issue? Yeah, so there are a number of different uh, headphone styles, and uh, there's one that's actually like a, a flat headband, as if you had, uh, you know, like a little ear warmer for the winter, I guess. Um, and so they're just like wafer-thin little speakers. Uh, they work really good. Um, there's a couple different models. One is called Sleep Phones, and uh, I actually bought a pair of these a few years ago, and I hated them. Uh, I threw them across the room, and that was it. Uh, but I got another pair of, they're called Cozy Phones, uh, C-O-Z-Y, uh, Cozy Phones, and uh, they're comfortable. They don't move around. That was the problem that I experienced with the sleep phones is, is the little speaker would move around, so it was off my ear and I actually wasn't hearing the tone. The thing with binaural beats is you need the tone to be in both ears and the volume needs to be fairly equal. So yeah, if you're sleeping on one side, then um, that side is going to be louder than the other side. And, um, yeah, so nice flat headband headphones tends to, uh, sort of get rid of all those problems. Uh, so Jody, you got this 90 minute focus study track. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. What is that? Yeah. So, uh, my research for producing the learning track was limited to a, a relatively small number of studies because I was just looking for a very specific piece of info. Uh, so, uh, Josefa, you're an educator. Uh, let me ask you, how do you define effective studying? Well, I think it depends probably for, for each student. Um, if you, if, if I had to really boil it down, I would just say st- positive studying that leads to, you know, whatever the desired outcome might be. Right, right. But if a person is so if a person is studying, they're, they're generally, you know, focused, they're not distracted, right? They're sure. more relaxed than hyper, would you say? I'd, I'd say, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So there's sort of a general sense of calm. And, you know, generally, study music tends to be really chill, right? So uh, when a person is in that calm and relaxed state, but their brain is, is still quite active, they tend to be in the alpha range of brainwave frequencies. And so my research question was, within the alpha range, when a person is studying, what is the frequency of their brain waves? And what I was able to find in my research is that it's between 10 and 11 hertz. 
So it's not specific. There's a range, 10, 11 hertz. So uh, when I created my track, it starts in beta, which is uh, 14 hertz. And then it goes down to 11, hangs out for a while, goes down to 10 for a while, back to 11, then 10, back and forth. And I felt that if someone was listening to a steady tone for 90 straight minutes, that their brain might adapt and start tuning it out. So it just goes back and forth to help keep the brain engaged. Um, Josefa, do you suggest meditation or mindfulness to your students at all? Definitely. And I am by no means an expert. Uh, the, the school that I taught at for a few years, we actually had mindfulness coaches come in for all ages, uh, even, even as young as kindergartners and work on mindfulness and sort of meditation techniques. So I absolutely recommend it. I wish I was more of an expert. I do do it occasionally, but, uh, yeah, I, I definitely have seen the benefits and know the benefits. Nice. Yeah. So as a prerequisite, before people listen to my study track, um, I felt it would be important to acknowledge the student's emotion. So, you know, if you're really stressed and anxious about an exam, it's like the rest of your life depends on your ability to pass this one test. That's a lot of pressure. So it's going to interfere with their results. So I made a a guided body scan exercise and all they got to do is just listen to it and they just focus on what's happening inside their body. You know, they stop thinking about the outside world Sorry, they stop thinking about the outside world for 15 minutes. And uh, number one, it's going to calm them down, free up space in their brain. And number two, doing this exercise repeatedly is going to increase their ability to focus in the long term. Very cool. Would you say that this would also be along the same lines what somebody might want to use if they're just trying to increase their work productivity and output production versus versus studying? Is it would it still fall in the same category? Yeah, absolutely. So mindfulness and meditation is something that uh, is going to benefit every aspect of your life. It's going to help you be productive. It's going to help you be be better in relationships. It's going to help you sleep better. Uh, Just the whole thing. And Jody, I know that you had assembled a set of three particular tips to to help students study and, and sort of improve their grades. Can you can you give us those tips? Yeah. So I'm actually in the process of revising an article for my website. And the title is, uh, Want Better Grades? Do These Three Things. So number one, get some bright light exposure in the daytime. It'll help your brain be awake and alert when you need to so that you actually get tired when it's bedtime. Uh, Number two is remove blue light so that your brain will produce more melatonin and help you sleep better. And so there's lots of different uh, blue light filtering apps for phone and computer uh, I personally, I personally actually have a uh, pair of red laser safety goggles. Uh, they're really goofy, but so it makes everything completely red, and it allows my brain to produce maximum amounts of melatonin, so that I get super tired and I can sleep really well. And number three is to have a regular schedule because the brain thrives on having consistent patterns. Exact numbers vary from study to study, but all experts agree that while the brain, <clears throat> sorry, while the brain is still developing. So under the age of 21 and even as old as age 25, a person needs lots of sleep. And if they're consistently getting less than 8 to 10 hours of sleep a night, that's lots of sleep, um, it's basically brain damage. So coordination issues, body functioning issues, memory issues, failing exams, failing at life. So um, the way that our sleep is structured is in the beginning part of the night, we tend to get the deep sleep. So your body can repair itself and you release growth hormone, which is nice. But that important dreaming sleep doesn't show up until the, the, the later part of the night. So if you're only getting four or five hours a night, 
you're completely robbing yourself of that all-important REM sleep. So you're going to be less creative. You're going to be a lot more emotional. Awesome. And, you know, I want to come back to maybe any stories that you might have heard from, from some of your customers or even your own. Like, how has this changed people's lives or how has this changed your life? Because to me, it seems like, especially for somebody, when you, when you work a lot, for me, when I work a lot and, and I'm always thinking about work and it is hard to shut my brain off. And even years ago, when I first started to get a grip on my sleeping habits and sleeping patterns, it was, it, it, it really changed my life and allowed me to gain a lot more momentum. So what, to, tell us maybe your a personal experience or something that you've heard from someone else. How has this shifted people's realities and, and lives for the better? Nice. Yeah. So I collect testimonials, but right now it's just sort of in this big dump file in my hard drive. Um, I don't really have them ready for sharing, but um, just off the top of my head, you know, I've received emails from a lady who she was heavily on antidepressants for years and she decided to quit. And of course, there was all kinds of withdrawal symptoms. And so she turned to alcohol to help her sleep. Um, thing with alcohol is it actually robs you of REM sleep, which is really important. So, um, you dream less and dreaming is important for, uh, creativity and helping you deal with sort of the emotional baggage that you acquire through life. So, um, by drinking and sleeping, you end up just getting more and more and more depressed. So she started using my binaural beats and she was just, you know, just completely started sleeping for the first time and I guess it was 20 years and she just, just said it was just such a relief. So that was really cool. Uh, there was another gentleman who emailed me. Uh, he was, had, he had some kind of weird thing happen with his brain as a result of a, a motorcycle accident and, uh, wasn't able to sleep anymore. And he, I guess he was just about ready to kill himself when he discovered binaural beats. So he writes and says, Jody, you, you saved my life. So that was really like the epitome. It's like, you know, what else could I possibly ask for? So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had just really, really cool. A lot of people, um, writing me to tell me these things. And every time I I decide this testimonial is a 10 out of 10, somebody else writes and (laughs) have to reevaluate my whole rating system. Um, eventually the testimonials that I do publish, I want those to be 10 out of 10, but they just keep getting better. So I never actually publish testimonials. <laughs> that, that is, that is amazing yeah. and inspiring. I can believe it, but it sounds like you've got, it sounds like this is something that really works and is touching people. Uh, and that's, that's incredible. Jody, thank you so much. If, if people want to re- either reach out to you or if they want to check out your products or even just learn about, uh, binaural beats, how, how, where do they go? What do they do? Yeah, so you can go to YouTube or Google and just Google Jody Hatton, J-O-D-Y-H-A-T-T-O-N. And uh, at this point, YouTube or Google pretty much, you know, says Jody Hatton is the guy who makes these sleep videos. So, you know, it'd be super easy to find one of those or my channel in general. Um, Yeah. All right. Awesome. So you guys heard it here. And if you missed that, well, it's a podcast, so you can always rewind. But if you don't want to rewind, you can go check out the show notes at scalarlearning.com. Just go to the podcast section and search for this episode. All the pertinent details will be there. And make sure to check out our YouTube channel as well. Just go to YouTube and search for Scalar Learning. We've got standardized test prep material all the time, lots of ACT and SAT prep. And I just have had some students ask me this week, should I still even be studying for the SAT or ACT with everything that 
that's been going on in the news with the University of California schools? Absolutely, unequivocally, yes. I don't know what the landscape of the standardized test world will be in two or three years, but for, or sorry, I should say three years or beyond, but I should say for the next two years, most certainly you should be studying and prepping and taking these tests. They're still going to be an instrumental part of your college application process. And last but not least, make sure to check back every Monday for new episodes of the Scale of Learning podcast. Thank you so much for joining. I'll see you next time. Take it easy. Scalar, learning, give me that scalar.